Let us study and dive into the Word of God today. So we will be reading from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 22, and I will be reading from the English Standard Version. So if you're at home, uh, read with me, read with us. But if you are here in person, may I request you to please stand and read silently with your eyes because you cannot read with me loud, loudly. So uh, we will be reading from the ESV Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 22. So let us read. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and the thick darkness is over the, the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you, all assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant, your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you, to you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah and all from Sheba will come, bearing golden incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. All Kedar's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar, and I will adorn my glorious temple. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Surely the islands look to me. In the lead are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar with their silver and gold to the honor of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Foreigners will rebuild your walls and their kings will serve you. Though in anger I struck you in favor, I will show you compassion. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut day or night so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations, their kings led in triumphal procession. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the fir, and the cypress together to adorn my sanctuary. And I will glorify the place for my feet. The children of your oppressors will come bowing before you, all who despise you will bow down at your feet and will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Although you have been forsaken and hated with no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generations. You will drink the milk of nation and be nursed at royal breast. Then you will know that I, the Lord, I'm your savior, your redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold and silver in place of iron. Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your wall salvation and your gates Praise. The sun will no longer will no more be your light by day, 
nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. Then all your people will be righteous, and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands, for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of his word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We come to you as people. Lord, we pray that you'll be with us and that you will teach us. Lord, open our hearts so that we may apply your words in our lives and walk in them. Be with your people today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all be seated. Last week, we have been challenged by Pastor Well with his sermon entitled, While Away From Home. And I think in your discussions, in your care groups, you could very much relate because I think 99% of us here are migrants. Uh, most of us are working here, and we're just here for a season. And that while we are away from home, uh, coinciding that with our 56th National Day, that while we are away from home, we should be fruitful, we should be uh, concerned, not only to our country, but also to the place where we're at. Uh, we need also to be discerning, and we also need to be fruitful. I mean, to be restored, I'm sorry, to be restored. And having said that last piece, to be restored, and I think I'll take it from there, um, restoration that comes from God. And um, very interestingly, Pastor Well uh, told us that when we are restored by God, we are brought home. And he introduced this notion that being home is not just being in a place. You know the saying that wherever or wherever your family is, that's your home. Home is where your family is. And so, with that notion, he said that our home is actually not just a situs, a location, or a place. Our home is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And so, wherever Jesus is, that's our home. And uh, with, wherever Jesus is, that's the start of our restoration. And so this afternoon, um, let's discuss and let's dive into the Word of God as we start our series on restoration by the end of, uh, the, of this quarter. And as you know, December will be our Christmas messages. But So we're starting our series on restoration. And we will discuss the, on the following Sundays, what does restoration look like? What are the dimensions of restoration? Ano ba itsura ng restoration na yun? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng restoration in a biblical sense or in its biblical dimension? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng ma-restore? Now, of course, I've entitled this sermon Restored by the Light because commonly, whenever we think of restoration, the common image that we see would be bricks, mortar, 
plumb line, hammer, or things that we associate with building or infrastructure. Uh, many people here are engineers or architects. Uh, very few of us here are not from that line. And so I think whenever you hear the word restoration, these are the things that would come into your mind. These are the images or the common pictures that would come to your mind. Uh, maso, uh, adobe, although may bago ng definition yung adobe, um, hollow blocks. But here in chapter 60 of the book of Isaiah, we see here the prophecy of the coming restoration of God. But the image used here is very different. The image used here is not an infrastructure. If you notice, it's light. How does it mean to be restored by this light? Now, of course, we've discussed this over and over again. We've given you the background of Isaiah. Of course, you know that the background of Isaiah, the immediate context of that is the threat of the Assyrians to the people of Israel. And then later on, of course, as you know, the Assyrians were defeated by the Babylonians and there was an impending real uh, reality of them being exiled in Babylon. And so with all of that, with all of that threat and with the low morale of the people of Israel, you're conquered by the Assyrians, you'll be exiled by the Babylonians. Of course, your city was destroyed. Imagine the low morale of the people of Israel. And so in the midst of this, there's a prophecy in chapter 60 of the book of Isaiah that you will be restored, but not in the physical sense, not by, by bricks, by mortar, by adobe, by hollow blocks, not by all this, by light. Of course, they were thinking of the physical restoration of their country, and that is true. But here in chapter 60, very interesting image of restoration by light. Have you ever been restored by light? Of course, hindi na to true ngayon. During our time, and this will reveal my age. Reveal all our age, by the way, kasi konti lang ang mga bata dito. We know before that when you take a picture, remember? And there's a film, right? You have to go to a, a video photographer, developer, and they will print your pictures and they will remove the light first and then so that it will develop, it will not be exposed. And then so when they turn the light again, you'll see the picture. And of course, the younger generation, you no longer understand this, it's the very 90s that we have pictures developed, you know? Um, I miss that. All my pictures now are on Facebook. <laughs> but we don't know what it is to be restored by the light. And that's very interesting image that we find here. So the promise of restoration, how can we be restored by this light? I know chapter 60, and this is my caveat before I uh, go further. Chapter 60 of the book of Isaiah and chapter 61 are very rich texts. These are very profound texts. And as a caveat, let me apologize now. I understand that because of our short time, I won't be able to give justice 
to chapter 16 chapter 61 but i invite you to read it very carefully this is a very rich text 60 and 61 of the book of isaiah so if you have time please do read ponder it i'll tell you you'll be blessed but as we give into this there are four things that i will just take from chapter 60 and with our short time together i hope i'll be able to bring to you what does restoration look like at least as far as chapter 60 of the book of isaiah is concerned let me read to you the first one arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord rises upon you see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples but the lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you nations will come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your dawn the first aspect or how does restoration by the by light looks like the restoration by light is radiant it's very clear on verse 1 light has come there's brightness there's radiance and we see another notion there the glory of the lord the glory of the lord here is also associated with light so you know in the scripture whenever we see the light has come and the glory of the lord usually we find them together because the glory of the lord is seen with his light and chapter 60 verse 1 of the book of isaiah just presented this to us the glory of the lord or the glory in the original language is kavod meaning magnificence majesty and very interestingly do you know what it means weight begat the last meaning pertains to the weight the magnitude of that divine being the heaviness of that di divine being now i say that when the lord restores his people there is radiance there's brightness I will digress a bit because light, the idea of light is not just brilliance or ito ngayon, we're, I'm very well lighted. We're, there's so much light here. There's three spotlights here with me. It's radiant. But you know, light in biblical li literature or in a biblical vocabulary is not a stranger. Why? Because in the very first page pages of the scripture in the very first narrative of the scripture we have seen light let me read to you genesis chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth now the earth was formless and empty the empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the waters and god said let there be light and there was light if you will just check this genesis chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 in that formless voidness nothingness in the original language chaos in that formless emptiness and darkness god bring forth light that is in the first order of the creation the creation narrative tells us that out of that voidness out of that emptiness out of that chaos god put 
order to something. God created order out of nothing. So God is a master of creating order. And that order was brought by radiance, by light. Kaliwanagan. He didn't just restore order. He created the order. Palagay ko marami sa inyo, dati nasa magulo, madilim na buhay. But when God brought you to light, everything was made and was put into order. Have you ever lived in a place that's so dark you couldn't even see? Ang dilim-dilim. Lalo na kung if you were, grew up very poor, I know of a person, they grew up very poor. Sabi nga sa akin, wala silang ilaw sa bahay nila. And true to it, when I visited them, wala nga talagang ilaw dun sa bahay nila. And nagkakataan kami. Parang, nasan ba yung ganito? Could you imagine that? And then, after some time, he, uh, they were able to graduate, nakatapos na pag-aaral, their lives were changed. And of course, the house is now very beautiful and meron silang uh, deprivation sa ilaw kaya ang bahay nila, dami-daming ilaw. We were like that. God created order through light. And if we will look into the light, this is parallel to what we have read in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Very parallel form. Let us read. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Isn't that very parallel to Genesis 1.1? He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life that is in Him, in the Word, was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. In that order, in that creative powers of God, when God restores you, He will bring you to light. He will bring you to glory. And that's what it means to be restored, to be brought to light. Yung dating masama na pupunta sa kabutihan, Yung dating sikreto na hahayag. At hindi tayo natatakot doon. We were all brought to light. The restoration by God is radiant, is glorious. And if you intend to be restored by God, be prepared to be brought to light. This makes me remember if you are a fan of C.S. Lewis, I'm a confessed fan of C.S. Lewis, if you will read the Chronicles of Narnia, The Last Battle, there's a story there, there's a chapter there about the dwarves. Now, to mga dwarves na ito, if you could relate in that story, by the way, little children, if you are looking for a book to read, uh, please read Chronicles of Narnia from the magician's nephew to The Last Battle, seven books. Read them, I highly recommend them. Now, going back to the story, we are like the dwarves in the story. Ang problema sa atin ito, the problem of us that we could not grasp what glory is all about, and we do not want to live in the light because all our lives, we thought that living in the darkness is the best life that we could 
get or we could have. In this story, itong mga dwarves na ito, of course, they were deceived by Tash, yung uh, evil pretender god. Nagpe-pretend siya na siya si Aslan. Uh, yung si Aslan, siya yung uh, lion king dito sa storya sa last battle. And so, Aslan came and asking them to be brought out. At ang sabi nila, nagpe-pretend ka lang. Ayaw na naming umalis dito sa stable kung saan kami naririto. How do we know kung tama ka? Sabi nila kay Aslan. How do we know that you're true? And we're here. We're good here. They were disillusioned. They thought living there in the stable is all the best stuff that they could get. Because they never experienced what it means to be in Narnia. They never experienced what it means to be in paradise. Minsan, tayo, gustong-gusto lang natin doon sa buhay na meron tayo. We just wanted to be there because that's the life that we're comfortable with. But actually, God is calling us elsewhere. God is calling us to a higher call. God is asking you to get out of that situation because there's more to life than what you are having right now. In the book of Trinapolos, Hope for the Flowers, I like it. My wife and I like it. Life is not just about eating, drinking, and nibbling grasses. Life is more than that. But here in this story, in the last battle, nung binigyan sila ng ilaw, kasi the stable is very dark, gloomy, tapos nakumakain yung mga dwarves. Instead na makita nila na they're eating very good food, they realize that what the, the person sitting next to them or the dwarf sitting next to them is eating better food than them, and then they started to get something. Instead of light bringing appreciation to them, like, wow, I'm eating a good food, here in the story, they were uh, putting and, you know, getting the food of other people here because they thought na, oh, mas maganda pala yun, nakita nila sa liwanag, mas maganda pala yung kinakain mo, akin na yan. Instead of appreciating that they're eating good food. That is what light brings to us. You know, either light will bring, it will expose you, and you will ex- appreciate that. Na parang when you're put to light, you will say, thank you, God. You put me into light. And so I saw where I am and the beauty that you've given me and the things that I need to appreciate. Or, thank you, Lord. You brought me to light because I appreciate that here's my status and I need to repent. I need to go. I need to change. And that you need to help me to change. Or you would say, and you'll be disillusioned. You would say, Ang ganda-ganda ko pala kahit hindi ka maganda. O yung buhay mo, hindi naman pala maganda. You just say, okay na ako dito. At least nakita ko. But God is not bringing us to that. God is bringing us always to the betterment of ourselves. God is calling us to be good, to be better, to be best in all that we do. God is calling us to excellence. Hindi lang yung pawarde-warde. Huwag sana tayong maging dwarves. Gaya dito sa the battle, dito sa Chronicles of Narnia. We are called to light because Jesus is light. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling amongst us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full grace and truth. 
God did not just bring us to light. God brings us to his glory. And that glory we find in Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, verse 14. And so the restoration by the light is a radiant, glorious renewal. So how does the restoration of God look like? It will be radiant. You will be exposed to light. And that light is glorious. Another aspect of um, being restored by light is reunification. When we say reunification, I mean coming together, or it implies reconciliation, relationship, or reestablishment. Let me just read to you uh, chapter three, uh, verse 3 of chapter 16. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see, they all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your sons shall come to, from afar, as if there's a reunion. And your daughter shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. And your heart shall thrill and exult because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. When we look into the verse, verses chapter, uh, uh, verses 3 to 9, we see here, nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. As if there's, because of the light that has come to them, remember, because of the light and the radiance that has come to them, people will get attracted and will come to them. And that is what uh, the restoration of God brings to us. When we are restored by God, we will be radiant and we will draw people to us because we are radiant. I hope that's the case. I hope hindi yung kung kailan tayo nakatagpo ng liwanag sa ating buhay, lalo tayong lalayuan kasi masyado tayong banal-banalan o masyado tayong holier than thou. I hope that's not the case. But here, if you're truly restored by the light, people are attracted. What is that light that is in you? And so it brings reunification. See, in verse 5, they gather together, they come Multitude of camels shall cover you, Midian, Ephah, Sheba, all of these flocks of Kedar, the rams of Nebaioth. Now the mention of these uh, tribes, these people, are indicative of the plight of Israel. So you remember that they were deposed, they were exiled, and they were conquered by many people. And so the mention of these people who are uh, neighboring tribes or neighboring people uh, in the Israel gives an impression that these people will visit them, will come to them, will offer them. Yung flocks of Kedar, yung rams of Nebaioth will be given to them. The nations will come to bring something to them. And many nations will come and visit Israel because the light has come upon them. They will be served. And so with that reunification, they will be restored. And so, when we see these things, I reunification, it, it leads us also to something more than that. 
it also presents reversal. We have seen here that uh, these people also, yung uh, Kedar, Nebaioth, and yung Midian, Epha, and Sheba, particularly the Midian. As you know, in Judges 6, the Midianites oppressed them. But now it's the opposite. There will be a reunification. There will be a reconciliation. The Midianites will come to them and offer them. That is what restoration of God looks like. There is a reunification. There's reconciliation. And I'm not just asking for reunification or reconciliation. Yung mga naggumawa ng kasalanan sa inyo. Ito yung tanong ko. Pahagi din ng reunification, reconciliation. Baka kayo naman ang kailangang humingi ng tawad. Baka kayo naman ang nakasakit ng kapwa. Kayo naman ang dapat magbigay ng offering. You know, it cuts both ways. Either you'll be the one offered, uh, being uh, given offering, or you'll be the one to offer something. Because you're the one who made mistake. Bahagi din yon ng restoration sa atin. And we've seen that in these verses. And so, restoration by the light brings reunification and reconciliation. Now, what does restoration of God look like? It's radiant, it's reunifying, it's reconciling. That's what restoration of God looks like. And thirdly, reversal. Reversal means a change of direction. An act of changing to the opposite direction. Reverse. So, hindi ko na siguro kailangan explain masyado dahil mga English-speaking naman tayong lahat dito. Reversal. Let's look into verses 10 to 17. Look at how when God restores and when the light restores, there's a reversal of things. In chapter, verse 10, foreigners shall build up your walls. What's the reverse of that? Remember that they were conquered by foreigners, by foreign lands, and they were destroyed. But this time, no more. Foreigners will come to their land to build their walls. And, and their king shall minister to you, no longer oppress you. Remember in the history of Israel, they were, I think, um, went into countless of battles, king after kings after kings. They were, they were seeking for peace. And so going back to what Pastor Well said last week about the shalom, you know the word shalom is, he's correct, not just peace. It's prosperity, it's abundance, it's order, it's calmness, it's everything. So when people said shalom, it's not just peace be with you, it's more than that. And could you imagine the people during those times are wanting shalom. Nabubuhay sila sa gera. Hindi sila makapagtanim. They couldn't plant. They couldn't marry. They couldn't have children. They couldn't have everything because they were warring night and day almost all their lives. So that's why when there's a promise of shalom, it's comforting to their souls. Sa buhay natin, baka walang katapusan gera ang ating hinaharap sa ating buhay. Hindi lang gera uh, sa mga kalaban natin, gera sa ating sarili. 
And then we wanted the shalom of God. We wanted a reversal. Sawang-sawa na kayo sa gera. Sawang-sawa na kayo sa away. Huwag nyo nang away ng inyong mga asawa. Please, magsawa naman kayo. Sawang-sawa na kayo sa inner conflict. You want a reversal. And look at what the promise of God here. There will be a, a reversal. The image of reversal is very, very clear. The gates are open, no longer closed. You know, pag ang gates ng isang city open, you're welcoming merchants, you're welcoming business, you're welcoming everything. Pero pag nakasarayan, kailangan nakasara because if you're warring with someone, it needs to be closed. In the ancient times, their walls need to be high and thick and their gates must be very sturdy. Could you imagine living in the ancient times? Walang kapayapaan. Lagi mo sinasara yung gates mo. Kasi merong mga papasok. There are people, warring tribes who will come to you and will try to subdue you. But there will be a reversal. In verse 14, I'm just looking in some of the verses. Uh, it reads here, The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bending low to you. O yung mga nag-afflict daw sa inyo, pupunta sa inyo, at hihingi ng tawad. Yeah, gusto, gusto nyo yan. And all who despise you, lahat daw ng mga nanakit sa inyo, those people who despised you, those people who maligned you, the Bible says here, shall bow down at your feet. Wow, we like that. We all like that, right? Are there people who despised you? Mga ka-FB friends, are there people who despised you? And they will come bowing down to your feet? Nice, right? Cut both ways. What if it's you who needs to go and bow down and say sorry? Kaya niyong gawin? Not anymore. Hindi na nice. Ay, hindi na nice yun. Gusto ko ako lang. It cut both ways. And you see, when you read uh, verses 10 to 17, you will see here the, the image of Jerusalem being destroyed. Because it's a prophecy. And then, in Isaiah chapter 60, God is saying, it will be rebuilt. Stronger, more beautiful. And those people who despised you, those people who conquered you, no more. They will come to you. Relating that to my earlier start statement, Reunification or reconciliation is more than that. It's reversal. Yung pagpunta o paglapit ng mga sons of those who afflicted you is not just a reversal, but reunification related, relating to uh, uh, point number three that I'm saying. Reversal, not just always for bad to better, but also kayo, is there something in you na you are required by God to do something in return? Because we all like to be up there. Na tayo ang hinihinga ng tawad. Kasi sabi natin na, yung noon yan, nung bata kami, nung maliit ako, five years old ako, these people have despised me, maligned me, told me na nothing will happen in my life. Ngayon, nga kayo sa akin, haha kayo. Wag ganon, mga kaburks. The Bible is telling us it's reversal. Reversal of your feeling. 
Meron man dapat i-reverse sa inyong puso? Ako, for sure, marami. Maraming dapat i-reverse. Kaya umatan kayo nung ating uh, Thursday, ah. Anger, anxiety, and fear. Nako. Reversal. Not just them to you, but you to them as well. Reversal. Let's go. Forsaken and hated before. In verse 15, let's read. It says here, Okay, verse 15. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through. It refers to Israel, to Jerusalem. You were forsaken, you were hated. Walang gustong dumasang, walang gustong makipagkilala sa because you were hated. But I will make you majestic forever. Look at that restoration. And that is true to our lives. We were once hated by God, aren't we? We were once uh, an enemy of God, but no more. We were made majestic in His eyes. And so here, there's very important verses in uh, verses 16 and 17. I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, give you gold, silver instead of wood, and wood and bronze instead of uh, wood, instead of wood, bronze, instead of stones, iron. So, it means instead na ang inyong makukuha ay bronze, ang makukuha nyo ay gold. Recently, we won gold medal. We, hindi man, we, hindi man ako nakibuhat. Uh, we, as a country, won our first ever gold medal in the Olympics. I'm so thrilled. I'm so happy. I'm crying, actually. What I like, the, what I thought I will never have this in my lifetime, to hear the national anthem of the Republic of the Philippines being sang in the Olympics. I thought I would never experience that. I did. So I sang with my teary eyed. And um, I, I'm the, I will say this offline. It's, you know, it's big countries that we defeated there, you know, China. Um, I've just said that, okay? Um, but going back, you can see, see grace here. You only deserve bronze, but God will give you gold. You only deserve an iron, but you will be given silver. Instead of stones, you'll be given iron instead. Or instead of iron, you'll be given silver. What do we see here? We see here grace. You're getting more than what you deserve. You only deserve bronze. But you were given more than that. You're given gold. And so there's grace here. And so the act of the reversal of God is a reversal from being hated to being given Grace. And that is so true. Reversal. At sinasabi ko nga kanina, sometimes gusto lang natin, tayo ang recipient. Baka tinatawag din tayo ng Panginoon, tayo naman na maging gracious sa iba. Are we gracious enough? And sometimes, um, I say this, and oftentimes, we aren't 
uh, gracious as much as we ought to be. There's one post in Facebook, and I hope we will not be like this. Being people being restored by God, now that we are understanding what restoration is all about, is a reversal, not only of this, a reversal also of attitude. In, on that Facebook post, I saw, now there's, this, is, this happened in Malaysia, uh, a grab driver and um, the grab delivery was very late or somehow late. And this woman probably, I cannot judge her, probably she was also sick in the mind. She threw the hot uh, soup to that driver. And of course, the driver suffered um, first degree burn. Could you imagine that? If you're an employer, be kind to your employees. Diba? Parinig nyo to sa mga employer niya. If you're an employee, if you're a boss, be kind to your staff. I hope my children are not listening to that. Also, Sarata, you need to be kind to us. Not when you are very rowdy and uh, very matigas ang ulo, ha? Elijah and Ethan, so don't use this. Because my children listen to my sermon and use it against me later. Um, but we ought to be gracious as much as we could. In the MRT, you know, simple things like that cause us to be Christian-like. Minsan nalilimutan natin yung gusto natin ng, wow, I'm a very, very great Christian. I read the Bible every day. You see a very thick Bible. Pero sa MRT ba, do you give a seat to those who need it? If you're with your colleague, they say, hey, I already emailed you, ah. You never respond. I mean, we should be seen with such graciousness because that's what we have received. There must be reversal of our attitude. So when God restores you, He will not only make you radiant, He will not only reconcile you, He will reverse all the things, the bad things in you, and there must be a reversal. So that's it. So, the restoration by the light is actually an act of reversal. Reversal of attitude and reversal of so many things that God uh, uh, needs to change in us. And lastly, reassurance. When we are restored by the light, we are given reassurance. In verses 18 to 22, uh, we could read that. Reassurance means giving hope, strength, and security, offering words of comfort, consolation, kindness, and a guarantee. Pag sinabing assurance, a guarantee to fulfill covenants. Now, let us look into uh, reassurance that we find in this chapter. Violin shall no more be heard. Devastation or destruction within your borders. No more. Remember in the earlier verse, there is a statement there, I am your Redeemer. I am your Savior. Before God gives the reassurance in verses 18, 19, 21, and 22, He gave this assurance in verse 16. I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of the, the mighty one of Jacob. He made that statement. I will be the one. I will fulfill this covenant. I am the one making this assurance to you. 
violence, in verse 18, violence shall no more be heard in your land, devastation or destruction within your borders. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Let us look into the context of the ancient people. I've mentioned earlier, all your lives, you've been going to war after war after war after war after war. You cannot plant. You cannot even marry. Or kung ikaw bagong kasal, wala pa, hindi pa natatapos ang inyong one year, namatay na yung asawa nyo dahil namatay sa gera. Your children will be taken by the people because by, by, by those people who will conquer you and they will be made slaves. So, could you imagine the the, the life of those people. And to be assured that violence shall be no more at your borders. What is being said here is that God will give us this very coveted prize, the shalom. Because there will be no more violence. There will be peace. There will be order. There will be balance. There will be shalom. The Lord will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. Your days of mourning shall be ended. This week, we have heard a lot of people whose loved ones have died. In fact, 2020 and 2021 is actually a very tragic year for many of us. And... Uh, it's, it's, it's sad that most of us whose loved ones passed away, we couldn't go home and be with them. And that's even more tragic. But what an assurance from this verse, your days of mourning shall be ended. Going to the context of these people, could you imagine living in the days of war where death is a normal occurrence? Yung mamatayan ay isang normal occurrence. You know, in the midst of this pandemic, parang normal na mamatayan eh. Nakakahiyang aminin yun, nakaka, uh, this is very shocking to admit, but, you know, we've seen death in our, with our very eyes. I've lost friends and very close, uh, I would say, family members of mine whom I never thought will pass away. Because they were actually never sick. They just got COVID and boom. And that's the promise. This is the reassurance of God. There will be a day that our mourning shall end. And I like this. Verse 19, the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Kailan to mangyayari? That there will be an everlasting light and there will be no more darkness. Kailan to mangyayari that the morning will be no more? We've seen this in Revelations chapter 22, verse 5. And night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. What a reassurance that our light will no longer be a physical radiance but the light of God. Another reassuring uh, thoughts and notions from this chapter is that your people shall be righteous, possess the land forever. This is a promise of inheritance to them. The least shall be a clan, I the Lord shall hasten it. 
In fact, in verse 22, it says here, the least of one shall become a clan and the smallest one a mighty nation. Meaning, there is a reassurance that no matter how small you are right now, be rest assured that God will restore you. God will make you a mighty one. But of course, this uh, gives us the uh, impression that it's more than that. Because this small one, the least of one shall become a clan, and that this smallest one will be a mighty nation pertains more than anything else, more than us. It's not actually us. It's more than that. And you know how the Lord made the reassurance? He said, I am the Lord, I will hasten it. Hasten means, pabibilisin kong mangyari ang lahat ng ito. And what is this small clan? What is this small nation? A small town in Israel where it will be a glorious town where it will born a savior. And that's a reassurance from God that those small ones, the list of the cities, the list of the towns will be glorious. And I've, that the reason why I've said it's more than that because we know the story, that little town of Bethlehem, the list of all towns in Israel became the birthplace of the Savior. That is also an image of God calling His people from the least. Hindi ba tayo mga least? Sinners, wretched. But God made us a mighty one in Him and through Him. And so that's what it means to be restored by God. When God restores us, He will make us radiant. He will give us a radiant glory that comes from Him. He will reconcile us. He will give us that reunification. He will make a reversal with our situation. And with those things, he will give us reassurance. And the reassurance or the restoration by life is an act and full of reassurance. I've mentioned a while ago in my earlier uh, uh, part of this sermon about the light. And I think it's only good to ask, who is this light promised by God to come? And you know the answer to that question. When God says, let there be light in Genesis 1.1 and in John chapter 1, verse 5, who is this light? Pastor will mention, home is not a place. Light is not a thing. Who is this light? John chapter 8, verse 12 says, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. If you follow this light, my dear brothers and sisters, you will not walk in darkness anymore. And you will never walk, we will never walk in darkness anymore. But we'll have the light of life. We have read that earlier in John chapter 1, verse 14, that in him was life, and that life in him was the light of men. Who is this glory of God to be revealed? Who will reverse our situation? Who will pay our sins? Who will reassure us of that shalom, of that peace and salvation? 
It's not a country. It's not a military. It's not a place where you're going to. If you're going to Pastor West's last sermon, it's not the assurance of migration will not make you at peace. At most, migration is a trade-off, not a greener pasture, I always say. But what will assure us wherever we are, wherever God will call us? Who will assure us? In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, and I'll be reading these verses to tell you who this person is. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the, of the majesty in heaven. Hebrews 1.3 just captures everything that I've been saying all along. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification for our sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. I hope you will just look into this verse and grasp it. There's so much into it. It gives you who Jesus is his glory, and what he did for you. And how will this happen in John, uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, as Jesus is the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of his Son who purifies us from all sin. So there's a relationship between the light and the, cleanse, the cleansing of our sins and the uh, forgiveness of our sins. We've seen that in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13. We've seen that in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. And 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, furthermore introduced us who this person is, who will give us that light. And I'll end here. 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal light. Who is this light? What does it mean to be restored by light? And I'll end here, restoration by light and by light, I mean now not a thing, but by Jesus. When we are restored by Jesus, as I will replace the light with Jesus, as we are restored by Jesus, that restoration is a radiant restoration, bringing reunification, reconciliation, being and reversing our debts to full restitution and reassuring us of our life, freedom, peace, and joy. All of this could only be possible only through Jesus, the light of the world. That is what it means to be restored. A restoration that is radiant, a restoration that is reconciling, reunifying, a restoration that would reverse our situations from darkness to light. And that restoration is a reassuring restoration of life, 
forgiveness, of peace, of shalom. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for bringing us together. And thank you, Lord, for bringing us uh, this notion of what life is all about in the 60th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Thank you. Because we have seen a dimension of how is it to be restored by you. And that restoration would bring forth your radiance and your glory in our lives. And you will bring us all to light. You will expose darkness in us. And with that, you will reconcile us to you. And with that reconciliation, you will reverse all the things from our sin, from our shame to your glory. And then you have assured us that light will come to us and will bring us hope, peace, and ultimately an everlasting joy. Father, we thank you for today that you have brought us together. Whatever it is, Lord, that is going on through the lives of my brothers and sisters, perhaps they needed restoration. They needed also your light. They needed reunification. They needed reversal to their situations. They needed, Lord, a reassurance from you in the midst of their pain, in the midst of what they're going through. Father, I pray that you will bring restoration to your people today. Lord, I know many of of our brothers and sisters are undergoing through tragic moments, through pain, and perhaps, Lord, they're in the midst of deciding into something. Lord, I pray that you will restore, restore them and will bring them into you, into your life. And so, Father, I thank you today. Bless your people today, I pray. Lord, whatever it is, as we would go throughout the week, continue to be with us. Comfort your people today, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let us all stand and let us receive the benediction. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. In the name of our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the people of God will respond in their hearts. Amen, amen, and amen, amen. Thank you, my dear brothers and sisters. Thank you, our dear friends. We'll see you again next week. We hope that you will join us in our gathering here in person or online. See you and have a blessed day, everyone.